0: what's up everyone this is james quilty and welcome to another episode of the beyond your faith podcast today i wanted to talk about dream protection what do i mean by that well we're going to talk about that in this episode so let's get to it as followers of christ we know the reward that awaits us at the end of our lives the big question is how do we live our life here on earth as we walk towards eternity is it a sin to want to earn more money than what I already have, or should I be grateful for just getting by? Do I stay single like Paul, or do I get married? Am I less righteous for wanting a nice home or a new car, and is God more pleased with me if I'm in shape than if I was unhealthy? These are the questions that I had years ago, and through the scriptures I found timeless principles that not only answered these simple questions, but unlocked a path to an abundant life that Jesus talked about. My name is James Quilty. Join me as I seek, share, and learn to apply the simple principles hidden in the Bible that teach us how to be successful in this life the way God intended. Welcome to the Beyond Your Faith Podcast. So I was having a conversation with my daughter the other day and it reminded me of a previous conversation that we had uh, years ago. So she came to me and she was really excited and she said, Daddy, when I grow up, I want to do what mommy's doing and I want to work at the same place that she, that she's working at. And I also want to volunteer and sing at church. And I said, oh, "Sweetie pie, that is awesome. I think that's great." And immediately, um, you know, I texted my wife and I told her, "I said you've been a big influence. Sydney wants to be just like you, right?" And you know, my wife, you know, she you know sent back a little you know smiley face. And when she came home, um, you know, I said, "You, isn't that wonderful? Like what Sydney said?" She goes, "Yeah, that that's that's really great." Um, which was completely different than a few years ago when you know my uh, my my daughter. She was a lot younger. She was probably like you know two years ago, give or take. And you know she was you know getting up and she was dancing around and we were watching a lot of Disney. Uh, Movies, you know, back then, and she loved all the princesses, and every time they got up and they started singing, she started singing and started dancing around, and she was like, you know, Daddy, I want to be a princess, and I want to be a dancer and an actress, and I I was like, oh, that's awesome, and my wife was like, "Uh, I don't really think that's, you know, I don't really think it's a good idea, right, and again, you know, my wife was trying to protect my daughter and didn't want her to go into that type of industry and environment, right, because it's just, it's not conducive for, just healthy people in general, just Hollywood in general, right? And, and you could see the, um, the kind of like deflatedness, you know, on, on my daughter's face. And I went to go speak with her, you know, later on, you know, that evening. And it reminded me of the passage in Genesis where uh, Joseph, seventeen, at the very beginning, it's uh, chapter thirty-seven. We pick up at verse five, where it says, "Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more." Right? And um, what I and what I told you know, my uh, my daughter, and I, I shared uh, this th- this passage with her, but I also shared her that scene uh, in that uh, that movie with Will Smith. Oh God! What was it? Um, I can't remember. You know what it is. Where, you know, his, his son is really excited. It was his birthday. He got a basketball, and he wanted to be a basketball player. And his dad told him, "Listen, I'm not very good, and you know these genes run in my family, and you're not going to be very good. You're better off, you know, training your mind, right?" And his son gets really uh, down, throws the uh, you know the basketball, and just like walks off. And Will Smith, like you know, me seeing that uh, that look on my daughter's face, looks at his son, realizing what he had just done, right? And he walks over to him, and he's like, you know, in life, there's uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to tell you uh, that you can't do something because they can't do it. If there's something in your life that you want to do, if there's a, a dream that you have, you need to protect it, right? And, 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 again, I kind of paraphrasing, you know, it's not exactly what he said, but it's, uh, you know, the same concept. Well, I sat down and the conversation that I had with my daughter was along those same lines. And I told her, I said, you know what, uh, you know, sweetie pie, don't get mad at mommy because she is just trying to protect you. You're going to have to understand that when God places a dream in your heart, he doesn't place it in anybody else's heart. And people around you, even those who care about you, are not going to understand. And so, if God puts something in your heart, you need to go after it and you need to pursue it. Why? Because that is between you and God and nobody else. And I said, you know, that even includes me. And there's going to be times where. I'm going to tell you not to do something, but I'm not going to understand because I don't have that dream and the desire, that desire that God put in your heart. Does, do, do you understand? And you know, again, you know, she, she, she kind of nodded and stuff and she was a little bit depressed, but I was like, we love you and we just want to protect you. But more importantly, you need to listen to that voice because that voice is the Holy spirit. That voice is the one that guides you. And by you fulfilling your dream and desire you are fulfilling the commandment that says honor thy mother and father does you know do you understand and you know she, she nodded her head and i share that with you because in life there's a lot of times just like joseph and just like my wife and there were times you know that um that i was a a, a hindrance right um to those 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 dream stealers and a lot of times um, it's people that love us, and again, it's because they care about us, but we have to understand and realize that when God puts something in our hearts, He doesn't, you know, let everyone else in on the quote-unquote dream. Does that make sense? Just like Joseph. Joseph. The Lord put something in Joseph's heart through a dream, and he was excited about that, and he shared that with his brothers. Now, granted, there was already some animosity and there was already some baggage, you know, to begin with, you know, because, you know, Jacob wasn't the best of fathers, right? (laughs) He was playing favorites because he loved... you know his his wife and the sons that he had with Leah, who was you know the the wife that he was like finagled into into marrying. Um, you know he already you know, had created a family dynamic that was not very healthy. So you know again that's just showing the human part of these uh, patriarchs in uh, the Bible, but. You know, that being said, still, God shared a dream on Joseph's heart. And when he was excited and he shared it, you know, with the people that he loved the most, guess what? They hated him for it. They hated him even more so than they did before because they knew that Joseph was his dad's uh, favorite. Right. And so uh, to protect your dream, you're going to have to realize, uh, you know, something that, um, just because you have something uh, that you want to do you have a desire you have something that you want to accomplish don't be disappointed when people aren't super excited when people don't support you because there's uh, you know something there's a, a principle um, that is laid out in the uh, the first couple chapters in Genesis where it uh, states that um, uh, what is it uh, what does it say when uh, intention or or disruption follows intention. That's what it is. Disruption follows intention. What do I mean by that? The minute that you have a desire to do something incredible, uh, all of a sudden, all of the world is going to start, you know, coming at you, right? You're going to start having all of these uh, barriers, all of these um, walls that are going to start coming up. Why? Because that is a just a spiritual principle that, you know, um, you know, that, you know, things that uh, come against you is when you want to go out and you want to accomplish something. That's why in Genesis, it says, um, when God was giving the command to Adam saying to be fruitful and multiply, um, you know, uh, you know, have, you know, he said uh, subdue and have dominion. That word subdue, why they're living in, this is what I find you know, fascinating, that Adam and Eve were perfect. This is before they sinned. They were perfect. They were in God's perfect garden in his perfect uh, realm of protection. Why would he need to tell them to subdue in order to have dominion? Why would he tell them to do that? Because God knew that there was going to be things that were going to come against adam and eve and it was their responsibility and that word subdue if you look back in the concordance in the original hebrew text it means to uh stop down it means to trample out right it means to push back why would god tell him to do that because god knew that anytime that they were going to do something for him there was going to come Um, not distractions, but they were going to come barriers. There was going to be some sort of situation that is going to want to rear its uh, ugly head in order for them uh, to to keep them from accomplishing what they wanted to accomplish, right? And then also they were in a garden and their job was to tend to that garden. I'm looking out in my yard right now, I'll give you a perfect example. And you know, every single uh, spring, I got to get out there and I start pulling the weeds. And let me tell you, it is not fun. I hated pulling weeds when I was younger. I even hate even more now that I'm older and um, I have not been diligent at, you know, going out there and plucking and and pulling uh, those weeds. I was like, ah, I do it later. I will do it later. And so now I have all of our flower beds and everything are overrun by weeds. Why? It's just like in Genesis. I, um, it's my responsibility to stomp out, to push back, to pull out all of those weeds in order for the garden to flourish. Right? There's always going to be something that comes against you. Any type, that, any any time that you have intention. Same thing with Joseph. Joseph told his brothers what was the thing that um, you know came against him. Well, it was his brothers. They hated him, and eventually, what did they do? They plotted against him, and they were going to kill him. But finally, they had you know some, uh, you know, one of the brothers that was like, "Whoa, hold on a second. We don't want to do this. Let's throw him in the cistern, and you know, we'll figure out what we're going to do with him." And so they decided to sell him into slavery instead of actually having blood on their hands and killing their own brother. Right? Right, But that was a perfect example of what God was talking about in, in Genesis. Any time that you have something great that you want to accomplish, there's always going to be something that comes against you. And it is our job to not only protect that dream, but to stomp out, to hold back, to subdue those things that come against us in order for our dream to meet um, its full uh it's full realization. Does that make sense? And so if there's something that, you know, you've wanted to do and you've allowed other people to hold you back because they didn't believe in you, even if it's your spouse. And again, I'm not saying that you need to go against your spouse. But what I am saying is that most of the time, uh, the the people that we care most about are the ones that are going to be the, the biggest barrier, not all the time and not because they're evil, but because they did not have that dream placed in their heart, right? And also, and this is speaking from my personal experience, a lot of times when there is conflict between spouses, the biggest issue is because one spouse has said that they were going to do something and they didn't do it. They didn't follow through. I'm going to lose weight. And they ended up going back on to all of their old habits, right? Or they said that they were going to help their spouse, spouse, you know, you put up some shelves or something like that. And they didn't end up doing it. Right. So you already have a track record of not being a person who follows through. And so that could be a lot of where that um, those barriers uh, come from. All right and keep that in mind and if that has been you then you have to realize you're gonna have to go this alone you're gonna have to prove that you know what I may have failed and I may have gone back and I may have broken my word in the past but not this time I'm going to be different I'm taking a new path and I'm gonna be a person who follows through I'm gonna be a person of integrity and I'm gonna be the person of my word you're gonna have to prove to that person that you're gonna do that and a lot of times when God puts a dream in our hearts we have to and we have to leave that old person behind and step into that new person who is able to follow through and accomplish the dream that is before us. Does that make any sense? And the whole purpose behind that is not for us to have people look at us like, woo, oh, I'm so good. Look at all the, the things that I'm doing. I'm such a success. No, God knows that through that process, you're going to become a new person. You're going to become the person that is going to be able to handle anything that God lays in front of you, right? But you're going to have to grow, do some growing up. You're going to have to, you know, uh, you slay some uh, some dragons. You're going to have to slay some giants, right? <laughs> um, but what that does is is not only does that build confidence in you because you are finally uh, you are finally following through, even though all the times that you didn't. But the people around you are going to see the difference, and that is the biggest reason for you to accomplish your goals. Not for ha- not to have people look at you and say, "Oh, you are so great," and to elevate your name. No. It is to elevate the name of the Lord. It is to give you an opportunity to share why you are so different, why you succeeded when others have failed, when everything in this world seems to uh, seems to point that everything is going to hell in a handbasket, right? And you're the one that rises above all that. People are going to want to know what makes you so different, and that is your opportunity to share the um, good news of the gospel. That is how we are going to start turning this world around. But it starts with us. I always say this, that you cannot have an external victory without first having an internal victory. So many Christians are like, Lord, use me. Lord, I want to go ahead and do your good work. And yet they haven't even taken the time to actually start working on themselves, you know uh, getting their finances in order, uh, working on their marriage, just being the person that their their spouse can depend on. Um, oh, just you know losing some weight. you don't have to be a bodybuilder, but if you are not willing to take care of the things that God has already placed in front of you, your uh, spouse, your family, your body, then guess what? you are not going to be trusted with bigger spiritual things. It says in the scriptures that those who um, those who are faithful in a little shall be rulers over much. What does what what, uh, what is the, the Lord trying to teach in that? He's like he gives us he gives us certain things, he gives us an assignment for us to rule over, but if you're not diligent in ruling that assignment, don't think that you know you're going to be able to, to do this big thing for the kingdom. It starts with the little things, and then those little victories build your faith. And then we go on from faith to faith to faith, right? It builds our confidence and we're able to handle bigger and better things. I can guarantee you that Job, he didn't just wake up one day and then all of a sudden everything was was taken away. No, he was slowly and diligently building up his spiritual muscle to the point where God knew that Job could handle what was what he was going to allow and it was going to basically make the enemy look like a fool one more time. Does that make any sense? So if you want to accomplish something, if you want to do something great, it starts with the little things and it also starts with what are those dreams and desires that you have given up on because you have allowed other people to talk you out of it or you've allowed yourself to talk you out of. Start there. Once you start on the path of building up that spiritual muscle of follow through, doesn't mean that you're always going to be um, a winner in every single uh, venture, no. But what that does mean is that it doesn't matter what happens, you're still going to be that person that is moving forward and that is the fruits that other people are going to see. And And that means that not only are you going to be able to walk into the life that Jesus died to give you, but people are going to see how you are different. And that is going to open up the door for you to share the message with somebody that is lost. Does that make any sense? So that's all I have to share with you. I hope you got some value out of this episode. Uh, And as always, thank you so much. And I'm going to talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found this episode informative, inspiring, and most of all, helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. Until next time, keep searching God's word and applying what you have learned to live an abundant life that honors Him.